the second part of the sermon of the knowledge of Holy Scripture. The first part of this sermon, which exhorted to the knowledge of Holy Scripture, declared that this knowledge was equally necessary for all. It also stated that by this knowledge our duty to God and man becomes known to us. If you profess Christ, why are you not ashamed to be ignorant of his doctrine? For everyone is ashamed to be uninformed in the teachings they profess to be true. God's word excels all subjects of learning. A man who claims to be a philosopher would be embarrassed if it was found out that he didn't read any books on philosophy, or those who call themselves lawyers, scientists, or doctors, if they did not know what was in the books of law, science, or medicine. Now, can any man say that he is a Christian if he does not apply himself to the reading of the books of Christ and to knowing his doctrine? Although everyone admits that other subjects are good to learn, this subject exceeds all others. What excuse will any of you have in the last day before the throne of Christ, when you delighted to read, learn, and hear other subjects more than his most holy gospel? Many of you find no time to do what you ought to do, above all things, and rather do other things. Let us therefore apply ourselves, as far as we have free time, to know God's word by diligently reading it, as many of you which profess the name of Christ and trust in him. Vain excuses dissuading from the knowledge of God's word. The true reason behind those vain excuses for not reading God's word is a lack of affection for God and his word. The first excuse which is alleged is that they are frail and fearful, not wanting to read it because through their ignorance they may fall into some error. Others say that it is difficult to understand and that it is so difficult that only those who are ordained to do the task or exceptionally learned ought to read it. Concerning the first excuse, we affirm that ignorance of God's word is the cause of all error, as Christ himself affirmed to the Sadducees, saying that they erred because they knew not the scripture. How will you avoid falling into errors if you stay in that state of ignorance? How will you come out of that state of ignorance if you will not read and hear the very thing which gives knowledge? Those men of great learning were at first ignorant, yet they gave themselves to reading for fear that they should fall into error. They diligently read, lest they should remain in their state of ignorance, and through their ignorance accumulate error. And if you still insist on not knowing the truth of God, something which is necessary, lest you fall into error, then lie on your couch all day, and never go anywhere, lest you be put in any danger, never eat any food, lest you get food poisoning, and never do any work, lest you make a mistake. You might as well lie down, do nothing every day, because something bad might happen to you. If any of you are afraid to fall into error in the reading of Holy Scripture, I will show you how you can read it without this danger. How Holy Scripture is to be read without danger. Read Scripture humbly with a meek and lowly heart, intending to glorify God and not yourself with your knowledge of it. Scripture must not be read without prayer, asking that he would direct your reading of his word. For St. Augustine says, The knowledge of Holy Scripture is a great, large, and high place, but the door is very low so that the arrogant man cannot run in, but must become lowly and humble himself to enter in. Arrogance is the mother of all error, but humility ought not to fear error, for humility only seeks to know the truth, and where it cannot find out the truth, it will pray and ask others that do know the truth, not rashly presuming to define what is true as arrogance does. Therefore, the humble man is able to search the scriptures boldly, without any danger of error. If anyone is yet ignorant, he ought to read the scriptures more and more, 
searching out the sacred books as a remedy for his ignorance. Do not be content to hear the word of God only on the Lord's day, but also read it on your own. Scripture in some places is easy and in some places hard to understand. Now to the second objection, the difficulty of Holy Scripture to understand. He that is so weak that he may not be able to eat the strong meat of Scripture, still may drink the sweet and tender milk of the Word, deferring the meat until he is stronger and able to eat it. For God receives the learned and the unlearned, not casting any away, but is indifferent unto all. Holy Scripture is full of low valleys and easy roads that each and every man, learned or unlearned, can walk through and is also full of high hills and mountains, which only the most learned men can climb unto. God leaves no man untaught that wishes to know his word. Whoever gives his mind to the diligent study of Holy Scripture, desiring to know them, as St. John Christosom says, cannot be left without help. For either God Almighty will send him some godly teacher to teach him, like the Ethiopian eunuch, who had a burning desire to understand the Holy Scriptures, yet could not understand, and was sent the Apostle Philip to teach him the true meaning of what he was reading, or God himself will enlighten our minds to teach us those things which are necessary for us to know, yet we were ignorant of how the knowledge of the Scripture may be obtained unto. In another place, Chrysostom said that one does not need man's worldly wisdom and knowledge in the understanding of Scripture, but he needs the revelation of the Holy Spirit, who inspired the true meaning of the word, which is given to those who with humility and diligence search it. He that asks shall have, he that seeks shall find, he that knocks shall have the door open. A good rule for understanding Holy Scripture. If you read once, twice, or three times and still do not understand, do not cease, but continue reading, praying, and asking others, that by still knocking at last the door shall be opened, as St. Augustine said. Although many things in Holy Scripture are spoken in obscure mysteries, yet there is nothing spoken mysteriously in one place that cannot be learned in another place where it is spoken more plainly, that Scripture may teach both the learned and the unlearned. The Holy Scriptures is one of God's chief benefits. Thus, we have briefly touched on some parts of the use of God's Holy Word, which is one of God's chief and principal benefits, given and declared to mankind here on earth. Let us therefore thank God wholeheartedly for this great and special gift, beneficial favor, and fatherly providence. The right reading, use, and fruitful study of the Holy Scriptures. Let us be glad to receive this precious gift of our Heavenly Father. Let us hear, read, and know the holy rules, commands, and statutes of our Christian religion, which we have made a profession to keep in our baptism. Let us, with fear and reverence, lay up in our hearts these necessary and beneficial lessons. Let us day and night muse upon God's word, meditate on it, and contemplate it. Let us ruminate and chew the cud of God's word, that we may have the comfort and consolation which is in God's word. Let us be quiet and in the word find a most wonderful assurance of its infallible certainty and truth. Let us pray to God, the only author of heavenly studies, that we may speak, think, believe, and live in accordance with the wonderful doctrine and truth in the word of God. By these means, we will have in this world God's defense, favor, and grace, with the unspeakable solace of peace and quietness of conscience. And after this miserable life, we shall enjoy the endless bliss and glory of heaven by Jesus Christ, to whom with the Father and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, both now and forever. 
Amen.